Welcome to the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast. I'm Carolyn Vallejo. In a complex macroeconomic moment, data is key to understanding the health of today's dealmaking environment. Today, we're looking at what the numbers from the year's first quarter can tell us about the state of middle market M&A. This is the first installment in an ongoing series where we will review timely data on private equity-sponsored middle market transactions with Bob Dunn, the Managing Director of GF Data, an ACG company. Bob, welcome. Thanks, Carolyn. So first, walk us through the headline findings from GF Data's latest M&A and leverage reports. Yeah, so there are a couple of takeaways from the reports. Uh, one of them is definitely deal volume. If you take a look and annualize the uh, volume we tracked in the first quarter, and again, we look at companies valued between 10 million and 500 million exclusively, uh, you saw a significant decline from 2022, about 11% down. And then 2022 was off about 35% from 2021 in terms of overall volume. So it's a bit of an anemic environment in terms of deal flow right now. I think uh, what we saw in the first quarter were a lot of companies that had processes that were extended out from 2022 and finally ended up closing, either for better or for worse, depending on your perspective of seller or buyer on it. The other story, which I think you you have to talk about, is the cost of capital. We saw significant increases after the Fed interest rates were raised last year in the beginning of this year, uh, bringing average senior debt up to uh, 8.1%. That's the highest we've tracked since beginning of 2007 and a uh, very significant movement. We saw a little bit of movement in the fourth quarter, but really that came home to roost in the first quarter. So it's more expensive to borrow and uh, not as many deals getting done because of it. Mm-hmm, right. You described this as an anemic environment, which I think is very telling. What about valuation multiples? How did they compare from previous quarters? So interestingly, on this, uh, average valuations were actually up. We tracked uh, average valuation across all the transactions that we tracked at uh, eight times trailing 12-month EBITDA. That compares to 6.9 times trailing EBITDA average for the fourth quarter, and a year-long average in 2022 is 7.6 times. So even though there were as many deals going on out there, the um, average price paid for them is going up. But I really think it's a tale of two markets on it. If you look, we saw green shoots and some smaller transactions attract a number of deals that were uh, starts of platforms between 10 million and 50 million, going for relatively high multiples, eight, nine, 10 times trailing 12 months EBITDA. On the other hand, there were clearly a number of companies going at multiples of less than five times, which I have to imagine were somehow knocked down in the process as the due diligence was being done. Maybe some of these businesses you hear that aren't able to sustain their earnings uh, and subsequently went for a lower multiple. So not as much activity in the middle, less deal flow, and then uh, a lot of activity at either pole. Mm -hmm. Got it. So was this increase in multiples more notable within any particular deal size bands? Yeah, as, as you generally do, we saw the most movement in larger transactions. So we would classify those as value between 100 million and 500 million. Uh, we saw as much as a two times multiple increase in average purchase price, which I don't think was surprising. Um, talking to people in the marketplace, it seems like we were dealing with a lot of firms that maybe were in the uh, higher end of the market, but are now digging down for the middle market for add-ons to their um, portfolio, portfolio companies. And uh, I think that's that's sustaining a lot of the business here. Those folks very often will be able to use all equity in their transactions or they already have leverage facilities set up for the platform. So I think at the larger end, you're seeing some bigger players dip down at the middle market. The other story, which I think is interesting, if you look at manufacturing and distribution businesses, average purchase price for these were both definitely down for the quarter, um, which is kind of the opposite of what we saw during COVID. 
one uh, rationale on this is that these are not recurring revenue businesses generally. And um, you could also make the argument that they were relatively picked over from the binge that folks had in 2021 during COVID. Uh, so the um, recurring revenue businesses we saw increases in. So business services, healthcare services, nice upticks in the average purchase price multiple. And I think that's directly related to the lending environment. Mm-hmm, right. Now, you mentioned earlier in our conversation, the rising cost of capital. How has that impacted the relative mix of debt and equity that you're seeing used in deals? Yeah, so senior debt is definitely down percentage wise compared uh, to prior years. Um, we're seeing more non-bank lenders, as I mentioned before, coming into the marketplace. Definitely very, very high cost for senior lending. Uh, subordinated debt markets, similar on that, uh, two, percentage percent, two percentage point increase uh, in all-in costs for subordinated debt, which is a jump that we haven't seen for several years. So there's no doubt the cost of capital is, uh, is definitely an issue. And the solution on that is put more equity into your transactions. So we recorded an average equity contribution of 59% across all the deals we tracked in the first quarter. That compares to 54.3% for 2022. Um, the question is, can that continue to go up? And can uh, private equity firms still make their return targets if they're putting in that much equity on the transaction? I do think there's a mentality now, though, of get the deal done. Obviously, this is captive capital that's been committed to funds in most cases. It needs to be invested. So put it in. Uh, don't go with the high cost debt for right now, over equitize the transaction and then hope for uh, better times in the future when you can get a better rate and load it up with debt. The M&A report looks at the incidence of the quality premium paid for companies with above average financial performance. And it found that the number actually fell in Q1 this year relative to the past two years. So could you talk a little bit about that metric and, and what it perhaps tells us about the market? Sure. Well, so at GF Data, we classify businesses as above average financial performers if they have 10% trailing 12-month revenue growth and then uh, at least a 10% EBITDA margin. You can quibble with uh, those metrics, but it's what we've always used. And generally, most companies are well above that that fall into the category. What you've seen over the last two years is the incidence of these above average financial performers has increased, reaching a peak in the third quarter, 71% of total transactions tracked, while the premium between the above average financial performer and the average company uh, has narrowed down to about 21% of that same period of time. That trend's now reversed itself. So we're actually seeing a uh, lower incidence of above average performers, about 53% for the prior quarter, and um, a higher premium on above average performers versus everyone else. So what that tells us is there are a lot of companies that likely weren't going into transactions in prior years that have now entered the market have successfully sold, and they're selling for lower prices uh, than their above-average performers on it. I think you'll see this continuing to happen. I think there's a belief that interest rates aren't going anywhere for a while, and that if you're going to get a transaction done, you know, it's, it's kind of do it now or, uh, or you're out of luck. So we expect that to, uh, to continue. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll see. Bob, thank you so much for joining the podcast, and we look forward to catching up with you again about Q2. Thanks so much for having me, Carolyn. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify to make sure you never miss an episode. And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a rating and write a review. It really does go a long way in helping other listeners find out about us. This podcast is produced by the Association for Corporate Growth, the largest membership association for middle market M&A and corporate growth professionals. 
We host networking events across the world. We publish magazines and special reports and much, much more. Learn more about the benefits of membership at acg.org and consider joining us as a member. Last thing, if there is a topic you want to hear us talk about on this podcast, a guest you think would be great, or even if you just have some general feedback you want to share, we would love to hear about it. Please send us a note to editor at acg.org. Thanks again for listening.